It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I think, oh, night and day. Yeah, 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 night and day. I mean, like, I, in, in terms of how we played tonight, in terms of what we tried to do, it's not even close. I- you are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 18th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll recap the Orlando Magic's 107-98 to loss to the Miami Heat in their preseason finale. And just kind of talk generally about the good and the bad that we've seen from preseason and why this team still has so much work to do to get where it ultimately wants to be. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast coming to Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on the Locked On Magic Podcast from a local expert who knows their team best. Whether it's the Miami Heat or the Cleveland Cavaliers, you can find a podcast with, a, with your favorite team or your second favorite team talking about their team. Uh, you can also check out the Locked On Facey Basketball Podcast, the Locked On NBA Podcast for National Perspective. Plus, coming soon, a new podcast featuring Nate Duncan and John Hollinger on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find all these great podcasts plus NFL, MLB, College, and NHL too. All on the Locked On Podcast Network to search for, for search on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Coming into Thursday's preseason finale, Steve Clifford had a pretty simple directive. He wanted to see the team look like the Orlando Magic again. And losses to the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers over the weekend, the Magic did not look like themselves. In fact, they they didn't look like much at all. Their offense was unable to get going. They turned the ball over at a high clip and they got run out of the gym. That's not Orlando Magic basketball. That's not who this team knows it can be. And so Thursday was as much of a chance to reset and gain some confidence and just, just play that style of basketball, the Magic know they can play. From the opening tip, it was clear that this was a different game. That the Magic had come to play. They took an early lead. They moved really well. Their defense was stellar throughout the first, throughout much of the first quarter. The Magic started to look like themselves. And it helped having Nikola Vucevic back, having Terrence Ross back, having Evan Fournier back. It helped. A team seemed to find its groove and find, uh, as Clifford would probably say, find some purpose of play. In that regard, 
the Magic had a successful outing in their preseason finale. Well, I don't think, yeah, I think in terms of effort and stuff, it's good. It's just, again, it's good, you know, if you're going to turn the ball over that many times, um, especially against a team like that, it's going to be hard to play well offensively. So uh, we, I don't know what we end up with. We had at halftime, I believe, 27 deflections. We had done a good job defensively also. Um, But again, it was just that one stretch. I mean, we had two illegal screens. Two forced passes. You know, they scored, again, 10 fast break points off turnovers in one quarter. You know, it's going to be hard to win. So this final preseason game felt like a lot of, you take the good with the bad. And then we'll talk more about that and, and what it means for the overall preseason here in a moment. But this game specifically had a lot of that. Like Clifford said, they tracked 27 deflections in the first half. Orlando uh, trailed 50-49. to 49 after one half, and a lot of that was some fouling. Some of that was turnovers. The Magic commit 22 turnovers, leading to 23 Miami points. And a stretch in the third quarter, the Magic let things get away because they turned the ball over on a series of possessions, and it just prevented their offense from getting into rhythm. It prevented their defense from getting set, because when their defense was set on Thursday, the Magic were stopping everyone. There was always some good, some bad to go with every good and some good, good to go with every bad. Aaron Gordon was 3-for-12 on the night shooting, but was pretty good, I thought, at trying to get himself to the basket and trying to draw fouls. It just, he wasn't finishing, he wasn't drawing the fouls. Nikola Vucevic looked great in his return. Clearly loosened up the offense and got things moving with 14 points on 6-for-12 shooting, but those five turnovers certainly hurt. And he wasn't the only one turning the ball over. Terrence Ross and Markel Fultz both struggled. Ross shooting 3-for-11, Fultz shooting 2-for-7. Just the Magic were struggling to find shooting. And some of this is still the rotation. The Magic were playing two distinct units almost. They weren't mixing and jumbling up their rotation. They weren't really changing their lineups much. The starters played together. The bench guys played together. And that was it. The highlight of the game, honestly... What everyone's talking about was Michael Carter-Williams and Tyler Hero getting into a spat and Carter-Williams getting ejected uh, for picking up a second technical foul in about a minute. Whether he should have been ejected is... I, I don't I don't think it's up for data, debate. I, th- I thought I thought that, that he should have been ejected or should have gotten that second technical, but brought some life into the building and to, to some of the Heat fans that were there as well as, you know, it was an interesting segment for a preseason game. The point is that the Magic fought. The effort was clearly there, if not fully the execution. And it's still the preseason. There's still that vibe, even from Miami, that it's still the preseason. Jimmy Butler had a great game. 23 points, 9 for 14 shooting. I I thought Gordon's defense was okay on him, but Butler said after the game, the scoring outburst game because someone pissed him off. That should tell you how he approached this preseason and these preseason games. There is a switch that everyone, at least all the veterans, can turn on to get to that level, to get to that regular season level. And frankly, my vibe has been throughout this whole process that Orlando knows they can flip that switch, that they can put that focus in, and that when the games count, everything will be different. 
That doesn't mean you shouldn't be a little bit concerned. That doesn't mean there isn't still anything to work on. There's some stuff to to get down and fine-tune before the games start counting on Wednesday. But everyone knows exactly what this game is. So yes, there were mistakes. Yes, there were struggles. Yes, there were things the Magic have to do better on, on both ends. But overall, if the goal was for the Magic to look like themselves again, they got there. Maybe not wholly, maybe not fully. But they got there. And now they put in the work to get all the way there when the games count. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final stats for you real fast. I know I mentioned a few of them. Uh, Nikola Vucevic back from missing the last two games with a sprained ankle. Scores 14 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 turnovers. Um, Vucevic, his timing was just a little bit off, I want to say. Uh, the 6 for 12 very easily could have been 8 for 12 or 9 for 12. I thought his looks were really good. Uh, he had an early shot that he just missed badly. It was just kind of clear that the lift wasn't there from his legs or his timing wasn't quite there as a shooter uh, in that in that situation, but he, he got better. Um, there are definitely a few hook shots and a few shots around the basket that I felt like would normally go in for Vucevic, um, but just a lot of timing issues. And even defensively, I thought some of the shots he gave up around the rim were him protecting himself a little bit as well as uh, just not being able to go full bore perhaps. And again, preseason, I, I, I think everyone kind of recognizes in preseason, you maybe don't make that last effort you need because um, there's no sense in going all out or going crazy out uh, in, in these preseason games. Um, overall, though, I thought Vucevic's defense was really good. I thought he was in the right spots. Uh, when, the, when the defense was settled, when the Magic were able to get into their half-court sets, or half-court defensive sets, the Magic were, I thought, really good defensively. Um, there's some experimenting with 2-3 zones, but overall, I thought Orlando did a good job really containing things, except for in the third quarter. I thought the third quarter, they gave up too many middle drives to, to Jimmy Butler, um, you know, got scrambled a little bit, but, you know, I think there were some very good things and things to build on on the defensive end, and Vucevic included, but the five turnovers were a problem. That um, He led the team in turnovers in this game. Uh, you know, when you have 22 total turnovers, it's it's not good. But I, I would say this about Vucevic, though, as well. Um, I thought that his turnovers were just kind of unfamiliarity turnovers uh, from a guy who just hasn't played with these with these with his teammates for a little while. Uh, and and I think everyone's you know, while there is familiarity, while I think they they do they can anticipate each other, you're still going to make those kinds of errors. And do you want to see them in the last preseason game? No. The last four games of the preseason, the Magic had really high turnover counts. And frankly, you know, if there's one thing that this preseason has proven, it's it's how small the margin for error still is. Uh, if the team is turning the ball over, it's going to be tough for them to win. Um, Orlando, I thought, did a lot of really good things in this game, uh, but they were still struggling to kind of keep up and keep scoring, especially in, in the second half. Um, if the turnover counts are high, the Magic are going to lose games. It's, it's that plain and simple. Uh, and so I think that's going to be a big focus 
over the next you know five days and the Magic are off Friday, but uh, over Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So those three practices, I think the big focus is going to be making sure everyone's on the same page and making the right plays. Um, you know, Steve Clifford said after the game that a lot of the turnovers were just bad decisions, just bad decisions. Uh, and and I, and I think that the Magic know that, that that they can reel that back in. Evan Fournier back from back spasms, still feeling a little bit of the effects of them, but but able to play. Uh, finished with a game high 16 points, five for eight shooting, six five for six from the foul line, four assists as well for him. This was a not a perfect Evan Fournier game, but a very good Evan Fournier game. He was aggressive, attacking closeouts. He was able to get into the paint. He he didn't really settle for tough shots. Um, he was able to get that floater going, which he's very good at. He was able to dish and pass off those drives. He really kept the ball moving, and, and his aggressiveness and assertiveness were very noticeable. Um, you know, he's de- he definitely can play at a really high level. We saw that in France, and I think the Magic used him a lot the way that he was used in the FIBA World Cup, and uh, that was to great effect. Um, you know, the Magic aren't running straight pick and rolls for him so much, but he's able to attack quickly uh, once he gets the ball, and when, when he does that, when he doesn't just when he doesn't stand still. Um, he can be very, very effective. I thought Fournier had a really, really nice game in this one. And again, good to see him back as well. Mo Bamba off the bench had a really strong game as well. 14 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. A lot of that coming in the fourth quarter as Orlando tried to close that deficit down. Uh, Mo is still working on a lot of kind of simplified plays. Uh, they're not running plays for him. He's not posting up or anything like that. He honestly should. There are a few opportunities against smaller players where Bamba should have just kind of dove down to the lane and sealed a little bit, um, kind of reset himself, but instead he had the ball, felt like he had to do something, and often settled for jumpers, and, and that can't happen, um, even if he's making them. Uh, Mo, though, pick and pop, was able to hit a few threes, and, and that's such a big thing. That's such a big part of his game. Um, you know, Fultz, Markel Fultz especially, is really good at finding Mo Bamba underneath the basket. I think that partnership is going to be really fun to watch all year, uh, but... You know, again, Mo's offense comes very simply. If he's scoring a lot, I would say this. If Mo is scoring a lot, that means the offense is working. If Mo gets a lot of those scoring opportunities, it's because he's popping and getting open, rolling and getting open, running the floor and getting open. And a lot of good things are probably happening when he's on the floor if if he's getting those kinds of shot opportunities. So I, I think that part is good. That I mean, that I think Mo having a good game like this suggests that the Magic did do some things right and did do things at a decent level. I mean, I think his defense still needs work, his positioning still needs work, his understanding still needs work. Uh, but overall, I, I think it was a pretty solid preseason for Mo Bamba. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, eight points, two for four shooting, five rebounds, three steals. Um, the stats will never do Jonathan Isaac ju- justice. I, I just want to make that completely clear. The stats will never do Jonathan Isaac justice. This kid was everywhere. He was flying all over the court. He was uh, changing shots. Uh, you know, I, I, he, he didn't get any blocks, but he was deflecting passes. He was, um, you know, getting steals, getting in passing lanes. And he's uh, his defense this whole preseason has been phenomenal. I mean, you know, I'm I'm I think that he will get votes for All Defensive Team this year. I think that's how much of a defender, how much of a of a defensive improvement he has made. He took some turns on Jimmy Butler and. You know, Jimmy Butler wasn't getting to the basket on Jonathan Isaac. He, he, you know, Isaac turned him away on the few times that he played. Um, Butler still scored because Butler's really, really good and can hit that mid-range jumper. Um, but forcing that mid-range jumper is exactly what you want from a guy like Isaac. And and I think we'll see Isaac get his turn on a lot of top guys. What, what I thought was interesting in this game 
It was the Magic had Vucevic guarding Adebayo and Isaac guarding Myers Leonard. And, and Leonard's a good shooter, so you don't want to stray too far off of him. But I do think there's a potential that the Magic, you know, put Aaron Gordon on the top perimeter player and let Isaac kind of roam around a little bit. Um, you know, the Magic, Nikola Vucevic is not a classic rib protector. Jonathan Isaac can be. He's a good shot blocker. He is a good uh, guy just flying around making plays. And I think that's kind of how the Magic are going to use him a little bit this year. Um, you know, Clifford's not, a, not big into a guys being out of position too much. But Isaac is such a defensive asset that I, that I think the Magic have to find a way to to use that asset um, to its fullest. And so I, I'd be on the lookout for that. Um, like I said, Orlando was trying some different things defensively tonight. Um, they ran some 2-3 zone off of inbounds play, off of side out of bounds uh, to mixed effect. I, I think that, I, I think it worked better just because the Heat hadn't seen it from this team, and especially with the length that 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 zone defense can be can be deadly. Um, but I think Miami got uh, at least one open three that they missed, got another dunk that they made um, off against that zone defense. So I don't know how much we'll see that moving forward. It's it's something the Magic are, are at least trying to work on a little bit. Uh, other notable game, Aaron Gordon, 3-for-12 shooting, 7 points. I know I talked a little bit about him earlier. I, I didn't mind most of his shot selections. He had one shot that I think was really kind of silly. He got the ball in the corner, foot on the line, didn't take the shot, waited, and then did a weird step-back move, which wasn't good. Just don't do that. Um, but overall, you know, I thought Gordon's shots were fine. Um, he was driving to the basket. He was trying to force his way to the basket, which maybe. Don't force your way as much as he did, but he was, he was trying to finish around the rim. Couldn't get shots to go down that way. Um, he did some nice stuff off curls and pin downs to get himself open. Made one to open the third quarter. Um, but, you know, overall, Gordon just, just wasn't hitting shots. He's got to find another way to contribute. His defense on Butler was okay at best, and okay defense Butler's going to beat. Um, uh, so I, I, think, I think Gordon will step up when the lights come on, as, as he would say. Um, but just not a good game from Aaron Gordon overall. The Magic shoot 42.9% from the floor, 8 for 22 from beyond the arc, 18 for 27 from the foul line, so some missed opportunities at the free throw line. In a 9-point game, you missed 9 free throws. Do the math. Um, 11 offensive rebounds, but they commit 22 turnovers, leading to 23 Miami points. Big ones at that. The Magic did a good job forcing turnovers themselves, 23 points, 15 or 23 turnovers, 15 of them in the first half. They Scored 23 points off the Heat's turnovers. Miami, though, shoots 50.6% from the floor uh, and uh, 9 for 30 from beyond the arc. The Miami Heat defeat the Orlando Magic 107-98 to to close the preseason out. The next time we talk about the Magic playing a game, it'll be Game 1 of the regular season as the Magic take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Amway Center next Wednesday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, what do we make then of this preseason? What do we make then of the six games? What lessons do we draw? What what do we understand about the 2020 Orlando Magic? With the season now just a week away, or less than a week away. It's kind of a 
tough nut to crack because the first three games were relatively so good. The Magic dominated defensively in those three games. They moved the ball. They they looked very, very good. But the, the next two were duds, were terrible in almost every way. And the last game saw a mix of what makes this team good as well as what makes this team bad. The preseason showed exactly the kind of potential this Magic team has. Exactly the defensive force they can play with, the opportunity for them to score and take the lead, but also how fragile it all is. It also showed that this team can easily lose it all very quickly. That the margin for error is still really small. Training camp and the preseason were marred by injury. No doubt about it. And that changed everything. Uh, it's been disjointed just because of health. You know, um, so uh, that happened some years. Uh, you know, these guys are super talented and they can get themselves going quickly. So, uh, you know, listen, tonight was a lot better than the last two games. A lot better, night and day better. And, um, you know, you just... Again, you can't turn the ball over like that. And, um, you know, we, hopefully we can clean that up by Wednesday. Turnovers became the big story, as Steve Clifford said there, throughout the entire preseason. Orlando, I think, has had 18 or more turnovers in each of the last four games. So he would point to even the win over Atlanta as when the turnovers really started to become a problem. And those turnovers didn't allow the Magic to set up their defense. So there's caught in transition where they've struggled. And, and I think transition overall has been a struggle for the team on, on both ends, to be honest. But the good news there is Orlando feels that those are things that they can control. The biggest issues the Magic face are things that they themselves can fix. Yeah, injuries are a concern. And if the Magic were to lose Nikola Vucevic for an extended period of time, or even Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross for an extended period of time, the offense is going to have its struggles. And adding turnovers on top of that only makes that problem worse. So it's hard to get a sense of what the Magic would do if Vucevic or all of them were out, assuming the turnovers aren't going to be a problem. Everything for the Magic comes back down to protecting the ball and valuing possessions. That is something that that Steve Clifford harps on constantly when it comes to having a way to play and having purpose of play. Throwing away possessions, throwing away turnovers is a sure way for this team to fall apart. But at this juncture, it's something they can fix. Well, it's something we can control, uh, which is good. Uh, we just have to uh, to just really focus on that. Um, you know, you know. I thought we played pretty good. It's just uh, like you said, turnovers and, and and get back in defense. But what, I mean, executing offensively was was, was decent. Uh, the the de- defense was decent outside of you know the, the transition. Uh, it's just those two areas tonight where we weren't good, but. It's really something we can we can change um, by tomorrow, so we just have to focus on that and be be more aware, you know. 
So for every good, as Evan Fournier says there, there is a bad. Their defense was really good. Their offense executed. But when they turn the ball over, their defense can't get set and they give up points. For every good, there is a bad. For every, and, and that's normal at this time of year. As Alfred Camino said earlier in the week, this is the time to make mistakes. This is the time to experiment and try things. But now that time is over. Now that time has passed. The preseason is over. All the talk of being concerned about things and, and not, and you know, kind of pushing it to the side, saying we got time to make it better. That time is running out. The hope for the Orlando Magic is that when those lights turn on for real, that they will be able to take that next step, or they will be able to fine-tune things and be ready for the regular season. Like Fournier said, a lot of the Magic's mistakes are self-inflicted. The Heat are a good defensive team, so I'm not taking anything away from them. And they got a lot of their fast breaks as well. Uh, 22 fast break points, 9 for 14 shooting on fast breaks. They got a lot of their fast breaks from shots at the rim that missed, that they turned into transition. It wasn't just turnovers. But again, even that, the Magic can fix. Even that is under the Magic's control. And so now for the next three days or four days before that game takes place, the Magic have work to do. Well, we definitely have to tighten up uh, execution, defensive and offense. You know, we got to figure out a way offensively that uh, gets everybody involved um, and uh, has a flow to it. Um, and that'll come. You know, we have some time before our season opener. I know everybody will be more focused, more locked in. And I'm um, excited, really excited for this season. That season begins Wednesday. There will be no do-overs, no chance to go back, just forward. As Steve Cliff likes to say, getting better each day, getting better as the season goes on. The Magic's preseason was... Admittedly, a mixed bag. Even in this one game Thursday, we could see just how good the Magic can be in there. And their starting lineup especially can be really good. But we can also see how quickly this team can struggle. For the Magic to find success in 2020, it's going to take Steve Clifford pulling the right levers and finding the right combinations and lineups. It's going to be about the team moving the ball and, and keeping things moving and attacking quickly off their defense. They're going to have to protect the ball. They're going to have to find a way to get to the foul line more. There is still a lot of work to do. But Clifford maybe said it best too. Things may not feel great right now after three losses, but they might be closer than we all think, especially if so much of it is self-inflicted and things they can correct and get better at in the short term.
The Orlando Magic will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers Wednesday night, and it will count. And we'll see just how ready the Magic are then. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.